there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem of the Holograms because it is truly outrageous. Wow, that was unusually sarcastic today. Yeah, you really emphasized it today. That was nice. I approve. I, I feel like it's been a while since we've done a cartoon episode, so I, I'm, I'm kind of rusty. Truly outrageous. It's season three, episode nine. Straight from the heart. Shut through the heart. Oh dear. And you're too blamed, Alan. You give love a bad name. Should we just want to get her out of the system? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. AKA your 15 minutes are up. Episode 62. I know that that's part of the title card, but I didn't actually see that like in the title of the episode I watched. I just put it in because that's what the wiki page said that it was called. Oh, I found it. Apparently it was originally titled Your 15 Minutes Are Up, but before the air date, they switched it to Straight From the Heart and You're to Blame. You give love a bad name. This is written by Buzz Dixon. Buzz Dixon is a name we haven't heard much in a while, but here's the thing. Buzz Dixon wrote one gem too many. Oh, okay. You know, the one where Clash is gem. And that's also the one that involves like five minutes of complete nonsense where everybody plus dance gets on a trash barge piloted by tech rat then they manage to escape from the barge by building a smaller raft out of the barge and then they float to shore and they're picked up by a tomato farmer and his daughter who loves gem and the holograms and he gives them a ride to uh the concert where people are asking fake gem to sing and she can't and then they all throw tomatoes at clash Oh my god, that happened. I forgot that happened. It seems like a separate episode, doesn't it? That was a really busy five last minutes. That seems like that would be a longer climax from a different episode, but it's not. So Buzz Dixon is here with Straight from the Heart. Much like the last episode, which introduced Astral, this one introduced Regine. Regine is a character that was originally going to be a doll, but the doll line was cancelled. And then uh, we just have this, but there is a very nice Regine doll from the Integrity line now. And if you haven't guessed it, this is a fashion episode. Yeah, this is another episode that reminds you what an aesthetic wasteland the 80s were. So shall we get into this? Yep. All right, so we're going to start off here with... It's the Countess. It's Countess Danielle de Poussin. Is she like the only ally character surviving from that first arc? Because Howard Sands is gone, I think. Howard Sands has shown up like a couple of times in season two, but he's definitely dead. David Xanatos killed him. And took his place. Danielle still exists. And which is weird because I think I remember seeing that Danielle technically is supposed to live next door. But we don't see her that often. No, she lives next door and then the misfits also live next door as well. It's a very crowded neighborhood. Full of mansions. The holograms have popped next door to the Countess's house because she is throwing a fashion show at her mansion. And it's all to introduce them to Regine Césaire, her protege from Paris. The Countess specifically says that Regine has gotten very famous very fast and she wants to make sure it doesn't go to her head. So she says to the holograms, I hope you'll be a good influence on her, completely ignoring the fact that they are put into life-threatening danger on a weekly basis. They're going to get Regine killed. There's this weird moment when she says that and then the camera, like, pans over and focuses on Shayna and Shayna winks to somebody off camera. And then we get an announcement that's like, and now the casual look from Regine and this guy walks out onto the runway in a nightmare of a blazer. Everything is a nightmare. It's the 80s. It's fashion central. 
So they head backstage and Regine and Shayna just gush over each other's work and it's actually pretty cute. The lazy choice here would have been that Shayna gets jealous over the shiny new fashion designer and that's the plot of the episode. But no, Shayna and Regine are immediately friends and it's great. Man, I really like this outrageous, ridiculous blue color that they use for Regine's hair. It's just, it's very nice. Also, Regine is French. I don't know from French accents. At first it reads as French, and then the way she pronounces certain words later in the episode makes me think, no, maybe... Maybe, like, Caribbean? Aha! She comes from Fort de France, the capital city of Martinique in the French Antilles of the Caribbean. Okay, cool. So, Shayna turns to Jem, and she's like, dude, Regine should design the hologram outfits for the next show. It's gonna be great. And then the problem of this episode happens. Regine is like, okay, well, I, I can design this. What, what do you guys have in mind? And the holograms are like, Mwah, I don't know. And Jem's like, haha, I'll know it when I see it. Oh, yay. The thing every freelancer wants to hear. Oh, yep. And then while Regine desperately tries to figure out what the heck they want, we have our song. This is a music video for It All Depends on the Mood I'm In, which is basically Regine hallucinating from stress. We last had this song in the last fashion episode, which was in Stitches, a.k.a. where Shayna got mad and hecked up Venice. It's from like season one. This is the fashion song. But yeah, like we have some take on me style stuff. Honestly, my enduring memory of this music video is that there's a bit where Jem and the holograms are all in like hats and overcoats like detectives, but there's a sepia tone over the scene that gives Jem like these bright red eyes and really pale skin. So she's like vampire detective Jem. <gasps> I would watch that. Anyway, after they finish their pipe wrench fight, Regine is like, oh, I have an idea but I'm going to surprise you. And then we go to the fabric shopping section of every episode of Project Runway. They arrive at Fabric Town. Speaking as a, a like a crafty person who sewed quite a bit growing up, Fabric Town looks like paradise to me. I'm not going to lie. Regine treats it like paradise too. And we see this throughout the episode, but man, I really like how they animate her and how her voice actor works because like she is excitable. She runs a lot. She's bubbly. She is easily distracted. It's all very cohesive for like a character that we're just going to introduce once and never see again. She's got a personality, which is a surprising rarity in this show. It's weird. Even Astral didn't have this much of a personality. And she's a magician. And the Countess de Vusaw is with her and says, what are we doing here? And like, she's a fashion designer and this is a fabric store. What do you think she's doing there? And Regine is running around looking for her mother's hand-printed fabrics, which if those are being sold in your average, like, big box store fabric town, I'm actually really impressed. And Danielle's like, mm, should you show these guys the designs first so they know what you're doing? And Regine's like, no. I want to surprise them. Also, they said, do whatever, we'll know it when we see it. So who freaking cares? They're making my job a nightmare as it is. So if they don't want to know what they want, then they get what I want to have. Then I... Wow, that sentence really got away from me. It really did. There are prepositions all over the place. It's early. How are you? And then Regine gets a text from her Uber driver saying, hey, I'm outside and exits the store to see a literal fairy tale carriage. Oh my God. A red carpet unrolls right in front of her. It's drawn by four white horses and it's got two footmen. Everybody knows that this is promptly Riot. Is this is this something they set up or is this just how Riot rolls around town? It's definitely how he just rolls around town. Red carpet and all. I mean, he seems very comfortable in there. 
Danielle is like, I don't know if it's wise to accept rides from strangers. Not, I don't know if it's wise to get into a literal fairy tale carriage in the middle of LA. Meanwhile, she opens the door and all three stingers are inside sipping martini glasses full of orange juice. It's not even really orange juice. It looks more like Sunny D. Would it be Tang at this point? You're right. It would be Tang. I don't think Sunny D existed yet. They're drinking Tang. It's what astronauts drink. And aren't I a star? That's perfect. It's perfect. I believe it 1000%. So Regine climbs in, of course, and she's like, wow, this carriage makes me feel like Cinderella. And Rapture is like, maybe you were Cinderella in a previous life. Cinder, Cinder, Cinderella, Cinderella is fictional Rapture, despite what Drew Barrymore would have you believe. I believe Drew Barrymore's accounting. The point is that she lived. It's like, Rapture, can you cool it for five seconds? No, cooling it would be against Rapture's nature. So Riot is like, Regine, I want you to design a whole new image for the Stingers. Let your imagination, pardon the expression, run Riot. Then he seductively sips his martini glass of Tang. And Regine's like, well, sure, right after I finish this commitment, I have to gem in the holograms. And Riot's like, no. Instead, how about I have a song? And then Rapture pulls out like a freaking CD. This must be like brand new cutting edge technology at this point and puts it into the sound system of the car. That's right. This carriage has a sound system. And that's when we get our music video for All in the Style. This is actually a pretty good song. It is a good song. It seems like at this point they really nailed like the stingers being like kind of jazzy rock. I love the stingers. My only real note for this is stingers fly into the sun astride a biplane. Oh my god! I was about to say the same thing! I have two notes for this, and one is this is a good song, and two is and then the stingers ride a biplane. And then after this song, it's like, well, are you seduced? And Regina's like, can you wait like five seconds? And Riot's like, I wait for no man! And then dumps around the corner. So we go to Starlight Mansion where Regina is delivering the new outfits. And and is surprised to find out that the holograms don't have a butler. Which, I mean, I feel is kind of a reasonable question because they are raising a gaggle of orphans and they could probably at least use, like, a house cleaner to come in, like, a couple times a week. Let's be real. If only considering the fact that the house is freaking huge and they could be, like, at any far-flung part of it recording music at any given moment. And they are often all traveling internationally. Yeah. Instead, Mrs. Bailey raises all of these girls by herself. Off screen. When she exists. Regine is also like surprised that they have all these like little girls running around and that like her glamorous idols aren't like sitting there basically Scrooge McDucking through their wealth. Which is really the point when somebody should have said, well, the CEO of our corporation does all of our taxes by herself. We are constantly broke. In fact, one time our lead singer went missing and uh, within a matter of days, we'd gone bankrupt. So Regine says, okay, come on, try on the outfits. I want to see how they look on you. We cut to Regine outside of a curtain saying, what's wrong? Don't they fit? And the hologram saying, well, I mean, they fit. Damning with faint praise. (laughs) So they all come out and they're these... She labels them as her Martinique collection, and they're all, like, kind of Caribbean-inspired outfits. Jem's wearing something that looks kind of like a corset with cherries on it. They clash. Everything clashes. Uh, The Starlight Girls all really like them, though. Honestly, I feel like for the hologram's wheelhouse, this is not 
worse than anything else that they choose to wear on a regular basis. This is true, but they're not pleased with it. They're like, well, I'm, they're beautiful, but they're not the sort of thing we usually wear. And like, Regine, this is why you show them progress updates. This is why they should get specific about the kinds of things they like. They should have provided examples. Regine likes their music, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she understands their, like, aesthetic. No one understands their aesthetic. Least of all them. And Regine's like, fine. I'll make something new. And gets mad and storms out of the mansion. And then we cut to Regine in... Is she staying with the Countess? I assume that's the implication here. She's just staying with the Countess. Because she's in a studio drafting designs and the Countess just kind of waltzes in. So I don't know where this is supposed to be. Possibly the Countess's house. Next door. And Regine is, you know, angrily muttering to herself because she's, you know, sketching all these beautiful designs that she's sure the holograms will hate. Danielle's like, oh, well, you know, we could work together on this and this is going to be hard, but I'm sure you'll find something. And Regine's like, I am an underappreciated genius. And then she gets a pop-up talking invitation to a party from the Stingers. It's literally like one of those cards your mom will send you for your birthday and when you open it it starts singing but it's riot going come to my party my dear i love it riot has style an intimate soiree can we just talk about how bad the stingers graphic design is they want a whole new image and i can understand why because like all of their graphic design is like dorito triangles at least they stick to one theme jim and the holograms and Regine just like throws away the fashion designs and is like, I have to go get dressed. And Danielle's like, what about the holograms? And Regine's like, I'm an underappreciated genius. Bye. So we go to the roof of Stinger's sound. Is it weird that Eric isn't in this episode at all? Riot is basically the stand-in Eric for this episode. So Regine like wanders around and tries to introduce herself to a few parties. And then she finds... <sighs> Yakitori. <sighs> His name's Yakitori. His name is Skewered Grilled Chicken. The show has a lot of really awkward stereotypes in it, but literally every time there's an Asian person on this show, it's like, oh no, this is a nightmare. This show was made in Japan! So Yakitori is apparently a famous designer, and Regine's like, I can't tell you how much I love your designs. And he's like, the don't and leaves, which I personally love. I just try not to think about his name. And then uh, Riot spots her, calls her over, basically dibses her in front of the entire party. And all of a sudden, all these people are interested in her. Oh, she must be somebody. Riot likes her. And Yakitori. Every time. He pops over and he's like, oh, if I knew who you were, I would have treated you like royalty. And Regine's like, I am an underappreciated genius. Get me a pen and a pencil. And then she draws up some designs, which Riot calls Baroque finery. Riot, how do you know what Baroque is? If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. Thanks, Cogsworth. Glad to have you. Riot's like, hey... These are for us, right? And Regine's like, nope, I gotta go talk to Gem and the holograms and leaves. Right, it's like, they won't appreciate it. Spoiler, they don't appreciate it. At least this time she just showed drawings to them rather than making like whole fashions. Yeah, and what it is, it's it's basically royalty designs. It's like crowns, it's like fur capes and stuff. Which honestly seems like something the holograms would wear. Yeah, except this time they're like, no, no, this isn't something we would wear. And like, again, Regine's frustration at this is entirely justified considering the fact that they've given her no guidance. And when Shayna comes up to Regine and says, how about we work together? I can show you the kind of thing we want. That is literally the first time two drafts in that they've offered to do that. Like what the actual heck? Also, is Shayna wearing a yarmulke? I don't get what's going on with her. She's got some kind of like black skull cap thing going on. Regina's like, I'm an underappreciated genius and you suck right was right. 
And the holograms are like, oh no, we don't suck. Riot sucks. The problem is clearly with Riot this entire time. We want to help you. The Stingers just want to use you. Shouldn't you both just want to commission her? Give her money. Like, what do you mean help? What help are you offering? You've offered literally zero help until five seconds ago in this entire episode. I don't even know if you've paid the invoice yet. There probably wasn't even a down payment. They probably were like, well, we were going to give you a down payment, but we decided to donate it to the Starlight Foundation. That we run. So back at Stinger Sound, Regine has modified these designs to work with the Stingers, and she introduces this at the Stingers Royal Flush. Like the Royal Flush gang? Minus the uh, exploding dying girl. And one of the reporters is like, Riot, is this your way of saying that you rule rock and roll? And Riot's like, yeah. I didn't think of it like that, but yes, report it exactly like that. And Regine's like, that's not what I meant with my designs. And Yaki's like, it doesn't matter what the peasants think. Also, like, what were you going for with your royalty designs for the Stingers? What were you trying to state? What were you trying to say other than I rule? I'm going to say I really actually like these designs on the Stingers. Oh my god, these are so good though. Riot's got a little cape. He's got a little cape and it's so perfect. Yaki says, just make his majesty up there happy and you've got it made, which isn't terrible advice if you're trying to make a living in a creative field, especially freelance, honestly. Just go with what the client wants, whether or not you think it's stupid. You can have artistic integrity or you can have a paycheck. Ah, this just got grim. But good news, it's the Harriet Horn show. Oh my god. Harriet Horn is back. Harriet Horn's face is animated at like double the frames than any other character in the show and is really unsettling. I love Harriet Horn. I wasn't expecting to see her again. So Harriet Horn is interviewing Rasheen saying she's the hottest designer on the rock scene. And this scene is basically here just to say that Rasheen and Yaki, Tori... <sighs> Are dating. That's it. That's why that's there. Which is weird because I got the impression that Yaki was like a much older dude. But I mean, I guess that's not a first in Hollywood. Yeah. So then we go to the Fabric Mart at the mall where all of the world famous fashion designers shop. This is like an EB Games that sells fabric. So Regine and <sighs> Yaki Tori are shopping for fabric. And then Shayna marches up and is like, we've been looking all over for you. We're very worried. She lives next door. Are you very worried? Have you tried to find her at any of her highly publicized television appearances or fashion shows? Nope. And Shayna basically lectures her for hanging out with the stingers. You know, the bad kids. And then gives her a ticket to the hologram show. And as this is happening, Minx and Rapture come down the escalator and spot Shayna and Regine. And like, how are all these world famous rock stars just wandering around the mall without getting mobbed. Uh, this is the mall for famous rock stars. No one else is allowed in. Here's my favorite part about Minx and Rapture coming down, though. At first, they're riding down the down escalator, but when we cut back to them in, like, a couple seconds, they're jogging down an up escalator just to get in here and, like, slide into Shayna's mentions. So they come over and basically bully Shayna. They throw plastic in her hair and pour coffee in her purse. And Regine was like, that was maybe not cool. And Yaki Tori says, look, just keep them happy. It'll be fine. And Minx and Rapture are like, well, Regine's kind of boring. Let's do stuff to her. We go to Rapture doing her whole uh, I'm a mystical person thing. She's put on her grifting cape for this occasion. The rarest and purest of crystals, the blue crystal. 
The rarest of all crystals. And Regine's like, what's it even do? And she's like, when you hold it up, you can see an aura. And she's like, what's an aura? And she's like, oh, darling. It's it's a person's true colors, so you can figure out what truly matches their soul. You must stare intently at him through this special crystal. That won't end well. So we go immediately to this Stinger's Sound board meeting where we find out that a Stinger's Saturday morning cartoon is in the works. And they want Riot to be nicer. Yeah, this lady says the network wants some changes. You need to be more likable. <laughs> right, I was like, no. His immediate response is, no, cancel the project. This is right up there with Pizzazz saying she doesn't have a conscience. Your characters need to be more likable. No, cancel it all. Burn it down. I want nothing to do with it. They're like, sir, we'll lose millions of dollars. Who cares? We can make a mess with a concert. And meanwhile, Regine is stirring it right through a crystal like a weirdo. And Riot's like, what are you doing? And Regina's like, I'm looking at your aura so I can design clothes for you. And everyone starts laughing at her. Including Rapture and (sighs) Yakitori. And then Regine just runs out of the boardroom. Crying, no less. Then later on, she goes to see her boyfriend. Whose name we're not going to say anymore. He's canoodling with Meeks. That's the best way to put it. There's just, this is just literal canoodling. This is like a humiliation conga for Regine. And her boyfriend is like, well, you know what? I don't need you anymore because my designs are going to be on the up and up. So girl, bye. I was just using you so I could be the Stinger's designer, basically. And that's a series wrap on Yakitori. Goodbye. We will not miss you. Your name is unpleasant. So back at the Countess's house, Regine is crying over her drafting board and then she looks at the ticket Shayna gave her. So she goes to the concert and then cries in the green room. Holograms are like, why don't you take a seat? We have a surprise for you. And they come out in, oh God, it's the Martinique collection. But they sing a special song for the Martinique collection, which is straight from the heart. And it has kind of a Caribbean sound. It's a little bit reggae. And it's all about like, you know, help somebody to do nice things. But the important thing is that there's a scene where a punk helps a lady with her groceries and gives up his seat on the bus. No, Which, in my experience, punks actually do. It's like how metalheads are actually super nice. And after the song is over, we find out that the Countess de Vousson, a world-famous fashion designer, is taking calls for Regine. Because people are calling into the Countess's house directly, I guess, saying, we want the Martinique collection. And Gem and the holograms are there with Regine, talking in the same room while the Countess is trying to be on the phone, you guys. And she's like, we were afraid to take a chance, but your instincts were right all along, and we were wrong. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. Designers generally know what they're talking about. Which is also kind of weird, though, because, like, it seems like that emotional turn should have happened on screen. This is not what the episode was building up to at all, but here we are. So it's like someone spliced in that bit at the end because they realized the entire story was the holograms being jerks to a freelancer. Because this last scene definitely solidifies that, right? And that's the end of the episode. It's kind of a weird place to stop. Uh, I don't really feel like anyone learned a lesson except maybe the holograms. Regine learned not to work for the stingers, I guess. All right, so that is going to wrap up Straight from the Heart, a.k.a. your 15 minutes are up. Join us next time for another episode with a heart in it, which is weird. It's a change of heart, a.k.a. the Minx episode. Change of heart, and you're to blame. No, Kenzie, no. Rio, you Honey, give no. love no. a bad name. Honey, no. no. You'll have to find a different song. Don't worry, you've got a week to find one. <laughs>
So the Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere, except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, wherever you find our podcast is always super helpful. Helps our metrics, helps us get discovered, helps us feel good in our hearts, and helps us spread the good word about commission work. If you want to support us with money, you can do that on patreon.com slash the Gem Jam. For a couple bucks a month, you can support this and other projects like I Will Fight You and We have actually started production of Date Me Damn It, and this time it seems like it's going to stick. Until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you, birds of a feather are outrageous together.